Welcome back, listeners. I'm very excited for this hour. It's going to be another incredible, powerful hour, just like last hour, because, wow, did y'all come through. I mean, they're still inputting things from the 9 o'clock hour. So I I definitely want to make sure I say thank you to some of those I haven't gotten to say thank you to, Sue S. and Daniel R. and Chris H. and Sharon C. and Carol W. and so many others that they're still putting in. That hour was incredible, and it it was made incredible by y'all as well. So thank you so much for your donations last hour. This is going to be another incredible hour because I have two incredible men in this room with me. I've got Father Larry Neese and Deacon Vic Taylor from St. Michael the Archangel. And we're going to be hearing a powerful story this hour, but we definitely want to get your calls coming in 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. And you know, even if you can't make a donation, we really... If you've got a prayer request, we would love to hear that too, because we have volunteers in the chapel that are praying for everybody involved in this pledge drive and for you, our listeners. So please give us a call, 470-508-1160. We're trying to raise $125,000 for this pledge drive, and we have a ways to go. We raised $20,000 yesterday, praise be to God, but we've got a ways to go, and with you, we can do that. So 470-508-1160. So, Father Larry and Deacon, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, let's kick this hour off. Would one of you like to lead in a prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for the work of Quest, uh, Lord, that they uh, certainly do have a heart for the mission that you've given us uh, to go out and make disciples of all peoples. Lord, uh, they are doing their part in this, this part of the world and we truly, truly are grateful and thankful for the work that they do. And Lord, we ask you to bless the hour that uh, we are here uh, this morning to uh, to speak about some very important issues about our ultimate end, uh, being one with you uh, now and uh, in eternity. So Lord, again, uh, we just praise you and we thank you and we ask your blessings. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, you're listening to uh, Father Larry Neese uh, from St. Michael's in Woodstock. And I think, as I said in the prayer, that uh, our mission God has given us is to go out and make disciples of all peoples, uh, to witness, uh, give testimony by our life that we are really, truly, truly a disciple of Christ. With all the events that have been happening in, in the world since uh, uh, the first of the year, uh, I remember when, when the churches were closed, I, I said to myself, uh-oh, something is happening in the heavenlies. And I, I know God is in control, and God certainly is in control of everything. And after, through all this, I've asked uh, many of our parishioners, I go, I go, what do you think God is trying to do through all this? Uh, and and, and I, the response I get from most people is, he's trying to get our attention. Okay. Yes, I said, he's really trying to get our attention to see, uh, do you love me above everything with all your heart, mind, and soul? That's, that's what he's asking. Uh, does your life show that? Does it reflect that? And, and today uh, we have uh, Deacon Vic Taylor here, and he wants to share a story uh, of an event that happened to him, a near-death experience, and, and, and how uh, there was illumination of conscience uh, within that uh, near-death experience. And uh, as his pastor at the time, 
I, I was in Ireland when this happened, and I was on my way back. So luckily, uh, my associate was there to uh, be able to anoint uh, Deacon Vic at that at that moment. And so I think it's first to begin with, uh, Deacon Vic. Uh, I would like you to just ask, you know, what what do you really want to accomplish in an interview like this? What's your purpose? Um, it really isn't about me. I want to proclaim God and who He is. And um, that clearly I'm not special, I'm not unique or anything like that, but what, what awaits each and every one of us is, is held within you know, those kinds of, of, of encounters and experiences and um, that people should know that the perspective that our destination is God is, is the, the real measure of everything we do in this life. Uh, that's that would be what I would hope to accomplish. Okay, I just got a note that uh, Father Henry just uh, uh, called in to give uh, a shout out. Uh, he's <laughs> he's calling back with a <laughs> to give a donation. Aww. So uh, well, it's good to to hear that Father Henry is a dear friend of mine, and and uh, 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 I understand he did a great job last night. So uh, to begin with, uh, getting back into our presentation here, uh, Deacon, uh, could you could you just first explain to what what ac- what actually happened to you? A little little over six years ago, I was going to Saturday morning mass and I slid into the pew a bit late. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with that, and uh, my heart stopped beating. And when your heart stops, your blood pressure goes to zero, and you pretty much cease to function. My wife noticed I was in trouble my wife being named Alice, uh, and pushed me over into the pew and tried CPR. That didn't work, so they dragged me over to the aisle. And at first, a parishioner who was a retired nurse started CPR, but was uh, quickly replaced by another person who's key in the story. Her husband was a first-degree knight of Columbus, and he was due to receive the second degree that morning, and she said, I have to go with you. And like, he was, uh, I'm sorry, it's just guys only. And she, no, no, I have to come with you. All right. And she insisted on coming with him. And they went up to the parish hall where the the exemplification was going on. And she was told, of course, I'm sorry, it's members only. You'll have to, but, but mass is going on. And so she um, went down, okay, I'll go to Mass. And she walked in, and she was an ER nurse, and she was the one who immediately came over and began doing CPR. And her name's Jacqueline, and her husband's Alexander. They're, they're members of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. That that treatment that I received was certainly instrumental in, in my survival, at least in, anybody would say so. Um, the EMS Pope, Folk came and they uh, put the paddles on me and shocked me and that didn't work and they did more CPR and I guess gave some some other things that were medications and whatnot and then they shocked me again and got a weak rapid pulse and one parishioner said boy when they shocked you you came up off the floor six inches and I told him boy that sounds like it was really painful I'm glad I wasn't there. Um, before we go on, maybe Annie would like to remind everybody why we're having this hour. Yeah, so we are in the middle of our fall pledge drive, and our theme this year, well, this fall, is live in the spirit. And that's why we're bringing you all these powerful stories. 
And we just, you know, if you have ever been touched by the Holy Spirit, we're looking for your call at 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com and make that donation because maybe you're listening on your phone and you don't want to turn it off. So you could use your computer or however, or maybe wait till the commercial break and donate then. But that number is 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. So... The, the the where was I from from the moment my heart stopped I had no idea that I was dying at all I had no sensation of pain um, as I was sitting in the pew I saw light flooding into the church through the pews through the people was uh, as though they were all transparent as glass and I could feel the light entering into me and it made itself known to me as pure love. And we have known in our lives pure love, and particularly if you're a parent. Uh, think of the first time you knew of your child coming along. You may have been scared out of your mind, but you would also have felt love for somebody who's a stranger. They're naked. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They're going to get sick. All those those details, I mean, meditate on that for a little bit. You know what pure love is. You have an inkling of pure love. And, and I have three children, and I certainly felt the love for them like this. But this was a love uh, comparing my love as a twinkle light on a Christmas tree to Hoover Dam. The, the power of the love penetrating into me was all-encompassing, and it uh, it lifted me up. I, I have no idea where up is, but, you know, up. Um, and I was looking down, like, on a large table. It's spread out before me were thousands and thousands and thousands of lights and, like, a little thread of light passing between each one, and light would go from one to another and then spread out across, like, a network. And I didn't understand at first what I was seeing, and then... I understood I'm looking at my whole life, at every single person I've ever met or ever will meet, and every encounter with that person. And I, each person's like a luminous being. And, and the relationship when I'm God's person is the grace that God gives us flows from one person to the next and from them to the other, and it spreads out. We give God that little mustard seed, and he makes it grow. Um, I can look at any, all of it at once. I can see any experience in my life. I can look at it as deeply as I want to. There's no time at all. It isn't just mom and dad, my brothers and my wife and kids. It's every encounter. It's the gas station attendants, the grocery store clerk. It's, I lived in New York City. I met a lot of people. I mean, the subway doors would open up on Grand Central and a whole lot of people would come into that car. And I, people I would walk past on Park Avenue. If I was God's person, if I was willing to smile and the least thing would would go from me to them and grow. And... But he also um, showed me those times when I wasn't his person, when I, you know, I had my mat on, I wasn't gonna. And 
I, I, he showed me the opportunity that he lost in, in that encounter. And I have to say that I'm not going to say I was a bad kid, but I have a cast iron rear end. And the idea that a corporal punishment wouldn't have meant much, but to disappoint somebody who loves you so much, was it truly painful? I, I really, that was I, to, to realize how could I not give you back the tiniest part of, of the love that you've given me. And I also uh, didn't see th certain things. I won the top award of a Fortune 100 company twice. Didn't come up. I was ordained in a grand ceremony in St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. We didn't go over that. I have a nice 401k. We didn't talk about that. I have a bunch of projects around the house. Those didn't matter. It was only my relationship to each and every person. I also saw really dark times in my life where I was hurt and angry and, and, and betrayed. And, and I was, I could see that I was hanging on to my righteous anger. And God let me know that I had to let go of, I had to forgive in order to turn and see his consolation. He was right there, but I couldn't see him because I was so clinging on to my anger. Um, I saw a lot of darkness in the people that I encountered, and I realized they didn't know that God loved them so much, that how much he wanted for them. By the way, there were no names in any of this because I'm sure if I'd have had names, oh, that's not what happened. Bobby hit me first. Um, it was, I would have made excuses or blame, but he only needed me as a witness in in my life. I, I could see the truth of my heart. I could see whether I was truly generous or not. I mean, I could give somebody $5 and just want them to get out of my face, or I could give somebody a quarter and a smile, and it meant something to God. Um, in all of this, I, the only words were mine at the very end, and I said, if I can help you save souls, and that's when I woke up in Kennestone Hospital. And now if we can have Annie remind us why we're all listening to this. Yeah, they're updating my little Google sheet over here as we're speaking. So we definitely want to say thank you to those who've donated so far. We've got Anita H. in Ackworth, Dana L. in Atlanta, and Beth R. in Atlanta, and a few more that are coming in, I believe. But we are here for our fall pledge drive, and we are waiting for your call, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com without you we can't hear powerful stories like this on our Atlanta Catholic radio station. So you make this possible. Without that, our mission isn't possible. So please call 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Uh, Deacon Vic, a couple things that uh, really struck me uh, was the, uh, the divine providence that this woman uh, felt compelled uh, to be there at that time, and, and she's the one that actually saved your life. Uh, could you speak a little bit about the divine providence and also about how, how the doctors said you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you should have uh, brain, brain damage and, and that? Well, I, I don't have any heart damage. I do, did, they did put in two stents and all of that. Um, 
the uh, the brain damage some people have suggested was a pre-existing condition, so uh, I didn't have any further <laughs> further issues. Um, the 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 person uh, their being there, they're feeling compelled to be there. I realized two things. One, not only does God know absolutely everything that's ever happened, it's all now to him. He also knows what couldn't have, could have happened, but didn't. I mean, it, it, when we talk about he's all knowing, that's an understatement. I mean, we don't even know knowing like God knows knowing. And, and God's mastery of his creation is profound the, the the idea that we would rebel against him or that we would not trust him to know our lives is uh, it's just an unfortunate we don't understand how much we can trust god and it really is 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 difficult because i know that every time some obstacle or or or, or threat comes up and i start fretting unnecessarily you know i should this is by no means the only time in my life and in times of anybody's life that they know God has been intervening in it and providing for them. Yes, the, the, you know, there have been difficulties, but that isn't the whole, the whole even within the difficulties, he's, he's, he's calling us to him. And uh, you know, I know that I had the, the privilege of finally tracking Jacqueline down and thanking her explicitly. And she shared with her, me the, you know, the details of her testimony, like how, how compelled she felt to, to respond to what God was, you know, whether she realized it or not, that was God was calling her to do that, to be there and, and to, to bear witness to, you know, that, that he's in charge. Okay. Um, you know, in in our role as a priest, as a deacon, uh, we we preach to God's people, and and I I I like to share uh, personal witness stories because it really I think touches the hearts of, of God's people, and I've I've, I've had people tell me that uh, that I really appreciate when you share these faith stories uh, because it it inspires them in their faith. So. Uh, could you uh, uh, so why do why do you what do you think this personal testimony what it may what what do you hope with that it might help? Um, I at the time I was struck by how uh, vogue atheism was, for example, you know, like all the smart people are atheists, and I, I, seeing as how I'm married to somebody with a PhD in molecular immunology who's a very faithful person, she's plenty smart and she's plenty faithful. So I mean that that can't really be the case, uh, but but it really is um, the the it is that people have to understand one thing that our goal is god our goal is to be in the presence of god to be in the presence of that incredible intense love and it isn't whether or not god loves us it's whether we love god that 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 i I won't want to help people understand that you know it isn't oh well you know, I can do whatever I want. No, it isn't. I mean, when I'm choosing whatever I want that isn't God, I'm choosing away from God. I'm not choosing to be in his presence. And to come into the presence of that pure love is, it, when you haven't been a loving person, is intolerable. I mean, whatever does not belong to him cannot abide in his presence. I, I just knew that, you know, deeply. And, and I, 
I, there's a certain urgency in my heart to share that idea that that people need to understand how how important it is for us to to respond and to love God, um, and and I think that you know it, you had commented earlier to me about how difficult it is for some people to love. I mean, even even in my review of my life experience, I realized that there were times I was so hurt that I promised that person I wouldn't trust them again. And and yet I know I also promised God I wouldn't trust him again. And and you, you do have to be reconciled. You do have to, to, to heal in order to um to to love people. Um Deacon Vic, uh, I it's been my experience uh, as a pastor, as a priest, that uh, many, I think many people are exactly that, afraid to love. They've loved, because if you love, you make yourself vulnerable, you, you can get hurt. And it's like hitting that hot burner. I got, I got burnt, so I'm going to protect myself, so I'm not going to let anyone get close to me. I'm not going to allow anyone to love me because it's too painful. I, I've experienced, I think, that over and over again as a priest and trying to help break through that wall, to tear that wall down that people put up that keeps them at a distance from experiencing that love. And because um, I, I really believe, and I, and I know in my own experience, that uh, I, love, love conquers all. Love changes everything. And I think we get surprised huh, by God's love and that he has, has these wonderful surprises in store for us if we, we open up our hearts and, uh, and allow uh, God to love us and to love in return. So uh, could you expound in any way on that in, in relation to your story? So, for example, even, even though it would seem like they were very abstract, that they were very real uh, encounters, and and one of them in particular is uh, I I knew what the the situation was when I was uh, fifteen. I was with my mom and dad in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. He was working for Catholic Relief Services, and uh, he began drinking and he disappeared. And I tried to find him and eventually tracked him down to a hotel room. He opened the door and I asked him to come home with us and he told me to wait a minute while he got his things and he closed the door and he locked it and he never came out. And I don't know if he just kept quiet or he actually crawled out the window, but time dragged on and on and he didn't answer anymore. And in my life review, I could see my anger was just being abandoned with no help and I promised I'll never trust you again. And God showed me that I was selling him. I would never trust him again. God was patient with me. He actually won me back over a long period of time. But I, to and and I was ultimately reconciled with my dad. I, I encountered him later on, and even though I was angry and hurt, I had to learn to forgive. And you know, and, and in gradual stages, I, it wasn't just a one-time thing. I had to forgive several different times at several different levels before um i finally had that that the uh grace of 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 reconciliation with my dad and so now we want to make sure that the quest atlanta annie is able to uh tell us 
Yeah. So we want to say thank you to our donors so far for this hour. We've got Anita H. in Ackworth, Dana L. in Atlanta, Beth R. in Atlanta, Kevin H. in Smyrna. And we're looking for your name to be added to that list. So call 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. If Deacon Vic's story is touching on your heart, then we just call uh, call and tell leave a message for him and we will get that message to him. You know, it's a very powerful message and we... We here at The Quest want to be able to bring stories like this to you. So please call and make a pledge today at 470-508-1160 or go online to thequestatlanta.com. And, you know, maybe maybe you're an existing monthly donor and we just ask that maybe you prayerfully consider increasing your monthly donation. Um, It would be a very powerful way to say, I'm in, I want to be a part of this mission of evangelizing the people of Metro Atlanta, because our station reaches over 3.5 million people. And ha- a lot of our listeners aren't even Catholic, and they love to listen in anyway. So call 470-508-1160 or go online to thequestatlanta.com to make your pledge. Uh, Deacon Vic, uh, uh, you you wrote a book about your experience titled The, the Light of, of Your Face. Uh, what... What did you hope to achieve with this with this book? Um, I felt compelled to write it mostly to get, make sure my thoughts were orderly and and, and down. And I had three uh, three questions that I that I wanted to answer in the book: Why God? Why me? And why you? And um, the first part is is just a reminder of the the the. I, I wrote down the experience as, as you know the physical side and the, the the spiritual side, but Jesus reminds us that the first and most important commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the, he follows it with the second: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And and the two are the summation of the law. There's nothing greater than that. And. There seems to be a tendency of people want to just well. I, if I if I'm a nice person and I love my neighbor, I don't have to worry about the God part. And I utterly believe that the first first and most important rule is 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 to love God, and it because it's from Him that the ability to love others comes. And the second one is when you cut yourself loose from God, your definition of what a good person starts to go very much awry. And we have uh, the That Man Is You ministry at St. Michael's. And in the beginning of the, the series, Steve Bowman has the account of his fellow workers claiming they're good people. And so he puts them to the test. They, they and, and it's an atheist actually who proposes that let, let's see how they, well they do on the Ten Commandments. That's a nice objective list of what it means to be good. And she, uh, they, they score and being exceedingly generous, a two and a half out of ten. And he said one of them was that consistently that they honored their father and mother. And the second one was that they didn't actually kill anybody, wasn't trying to kill them. And I don't know what the third one that they got halvesies on, but it was, it was a very low, you know, when, when, when you hear this objective account, well, it starts with, if I don't understand that there is a God that, that, you know, he's ordered us to himself, then we really have, uh, uh, um, 
we've cut ourselves loose from from our moorings and we're adrift and we 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 have no no good standard by by which to to understand what is good so he's he's always present i believe he's always trying to reach us one way or the other he speaks to us in many ways and um that he isn't the things he made. He isn't this creation. He isn't the, the summation of the of, of the created things. He he was really beyond all of that. And uh, I I know that at times I perhaps had uh, a vision of heaven as uh, endless choir practice with the harp and all of that. The dynamic joy of being in God's presence is fully worth anything and everything in this created world. Nothing in this created world will, will ever equal being in God's presence. And so that's that's the first thing that I would like, you know, people to understand is Well, you guys, we've got to take a quick station break, but now's your chance to call so you won't miss any of the story. 470-508-1160, and we will be back with more from Father Larry Neese and Deacon Vic Taylor. Stay tuned. This is Father Thomas Cejuda, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and this is my favorite prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Did you know that your body has a theology? Children like to ask why questions all the time. Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Have you ever thought of asking, God, why did you create me? We first need to understand who God is to better understand why he made us. God is three persons in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is a great mystery, but what we know is that they live in eternal exchange of love. Simply put, God is love. So why did God create us? He created us out of love so we could share in this love. What an amazing gift, calling the world to existence from nothing, just for the love of you and me. I'm Clarissa Chichioko for Creative Catholic Works. For more on the theology of the body, you can find us at creativecatholicworks.org. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Emotional consequences from a chemical RU486 abortion are often more severe than a surgical abortion. The abortion industry advertises that chemical abortions are easier and cheaper for women. The facts are, the woman becomes the abortionist by taking an abortion pill at home. She will typically have severe contractions and bleeding and expel the baby, usually in her bathroom. In a surgical abortion, she doesn't see the baby, but in the case of a chemical abortion, she sees the baby and must decide how to dispose of the completely formed child. The woman can be emotionally traumatized, her bathroom becoming a place of recurring flashbacks. This is extremely difficult for the woman and may cause PTSD. Knowing the truth saves lives. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. A reading from the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. In this is love, 
not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as expiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we must also love one another. No one has ever seen God, yet if we love one another, God remains in us, and His love is brought to perfection in us. It's time to get your pledge in for our Live in the Spirit Pledge Drive. As a 100% listener-supported station, the Quest relies on your donations to stay on the air. Tune in October 6th through 8th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. as local clergy and parishioners share inspiring stories of living in the Holy Spirit while raising much-needed funds. You can show your support now and even dedicate your donation to a specific host or guest. Visit thequestatlanta.com to see the pledge drive schedule and to donate. Or call 470-508-1160. Help others live in the Spirit through the Quest by calling 470-508-1160 today. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. We have to think the way God thinks. If I hate my brother, that's not how God thinks. If you lie or cheat, it's not how God is. If you have a hot temper, if you're proud, arrogant, if you find it hard to forgive and forget, it's not like God. What does that mean? It means you're not acting like God. You know, it's foolish to think that you're going to die and pop boom, right into heaven when you hate half the people there. <laughs> you know, you stay hell, you still hate your mother-in-law, you still hate, may she rest in peace, but you hope she doesn't. All these people you don't even like. When you're under the impression that death suddenly takes all that away, and bang, there you are enjoying the awesome holiness of God. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, this is Colleen Tyner from St. Jude the Apostle Catholic Church in Sandy Springs, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. Welcome back. We're listening. You all, you're listening to. We're listening to too. But it's our fall spirit drive or pledge drive, and we are here at AM eleven sixty, the Quest, and our theme is live in the spirit. So we're here with Father Larry Nice and Deacon Vic Taylor from Saint Michael the Archangel, and we're hearing Deacon Vic Taylor's very powerful story. But before we get back to that, I want to remind you of the number. It's four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. And I just got some exciting news that we have a $1,000 match for the rest of this hour. So now is the time. If you've been waiting to call, your money is going to be matched. So a donation of $10 is going to be 20 and so on. So call, get your money matched, make the most out of it because that's a lot of money for Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio here in Atlanta, your local Catholic Radio. So call 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. And there's a couple different things I want to inform you about. So for instance, our St. Gabriel Society, that's our monthly donors of $20 or more. Um, a mass is said in our chapel here at the station every month for the intentions of our St. Gabriel Society. And even before shutdown, um, 
Bishop Ned came and said mass in our chapel for our St. Gabriel Society monthly donors. You can also become a station guardian. And guardians are those leadership givers who donate $100 per month. And this group of supporters are really the protectors of our mission. And you can make that the quest a part of your Catholic legacy with that leadership gift by becoming a station guardian. Additionally, New station guardians who contribute $100 a month will receive a beautiful rosary that just cannot be found anywhere else but here on this pledge drive. These rosaries have been touched to the relic of an actual piece of the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's just, they're one of a kind. You really want to get your hands on one of those. It's something you could pass down in your family, and it's just such a beautiful rosary. Um, But I think we only have six or seven left for the entire drive. So you definitely want to get your calls in soon so that you can take advantage of that. So that's for our station guardians. So, and then for our monthly donors of $25 or more, you can become a member of the Quest Coffee Club and you're going to receive a beautiful mug from the Quest that has a logo on it. And, you know, it's perfect for those mornings with Father John Ricardo. But we just want to remind you, our goal for this pledge drive is $125,000. And we made, we raised $20,000 yesterday, which is incredible. So thank you to all those donors from yesterday. But we have a long ways to go. So we're looking for your call. 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. Or go to thequestantlina.com to make that donation. And take advantage of this $1,000 match this the rest of the hour. So get those calls in. This is Father Larry again from St. Michael's. And like to uh, challenge the listeners from St. Michael's who are listening at this time uh, to call in and support uh, uh, this hour and support uh, Quest and the great work that they're doing uh, evangelizing and pro- proclaiming the good news that Jesus is alive and resurrected from the dead. And we have that same, same hope and same promise that we too will live forever. So uh, please, uh, please call in and, and uh, make your support. And we'd like to continue again with, uh, with Deacon, Deacon Vic's story. Um, so the second question that I I wanted to answer was why me, and not why me me, but why why do I exist at all? And because God's love is selfless, He He pours Himself, and that creation itself is is a is an example is is the manifestation of that love and that. Um, and his generosity that he really, I I am not God. And, and I am in the sense that I have a complete existence. My my own will and, and intellect is not, is not, I'm not a puppet of God. I'm, you know, he actually generously gives us a truly free will. So even immersed in, in God's presence, I realized I was still, in fact, I would argue that I was far more alive during that time than I've ever been before. That, that, that every sense, every, every hope was, was vivid. And that the idea that somehow God overwhelms us in his presence, we're actually he shares with us himself in such a way that we, he lifts us up. He, he, he fills us up. And, uh, once again, the, the goal of our life is, is to be in his presence. And, um, the, the, the 
opposite of boring. <laughs> if you were in the presence of a, of a, a nuclear weapon that was about ready to go off, you'd say, whoa, you know, that's, a, that's a lot of power. You know, infinitely more power than that is God. And yet, you know, he... His gentleness, his humility, his 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 tender love protects us from an adverse consequence, but in fact empowers us and, and gives us, you know, such purpose and meaning in life. And and that this life is just a preamble to, you know, that 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 experience of his love. So Deacon Vic and Father Larry, I just got a a message from one of our calling angels out there that a $100 donation was just made from Chuck at St. Michael the Archangel. And he says that in addition to his donation, he's going to buy all donors in this hour a copy of Deacon Vic's book. And he's even going to get you to autograph it. So he said, let's give Deacon Vic writer's cramp. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Chuck. And you hear that, callers? Now's the time to call 470-508-1160 and get you one of those books. Okay, um, I I know uh, all of us have crosses to carry and suffering in our lives, and, and I can recall back a number of years ago uh, going through a, a very difficult spot and point in my life, and this is about uh, 35 years ago, and and I, I I remember recalling going on a retreat and and uh, really hurting and wondering about maybe. We had we had an exercise within the retreat, and I, I remember thinking to myself that maybe maybe it would have been better off that I never existed because this is just too painful. And I I just and I and I tried in this exercise I tried to think about you know what if I never existed would it really mattered would it really made any difference and and I I really can't put to words exactly what I experienced but I know I experienced that yes you do matter that you do make a difference. And it is, and if you had not existed, the world be, would be a different place. So, so could you address, uh, uh, you know, we, we see, we, we know God is totally out of creation, yet we are in creation. So why, why do we exist? The, the very nature of love itself, of which, you know, I'm going to go back to that, that the love that we most Generally, where do we first encounter love? Usually, it's within our family, and you know that's that's the school that God has given us to understand. You know the first beginnings of that love. It's it's a, a selfless pouring out from you know the parents to the child, ideally, and and God is the ultimate lover of us. He loves us into existence. He loves us to to be with Him. Um, to 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 give us that love, uh, and and love is is a choice. It you know it's funny because we we think of you know you should love God. Well, if I don't feel love, no, it's a commandment. Love God. It isn't feel 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 love for God. No, it is love Him. Behave in such a way that proves that you love Him. Behave in such a way that you be you know. Prove that you love your neighbor. It, it, you know it is. It's a. It commands us to an action to to to, to demonstrate that love, and um, and 
I think that once again, in the school of the family that that God has given us, I, I think it's no accident that it's under such attack these days that you know we want to destroy the relationship between parents and their children such that you know you can get rid of your child if you don't want it. You know, that's those are those are um, that the, the very nature of what it means to be a, a husband and wife is 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 you know intentionally being corrupted, because Satan understands that this this precious school of the family, and and the parish is a family. I, I don't know that we always appreciate and act like it, but it is. It, it you know it is a, a group where we come together and share our love for God and for each other. And you know the generosity that the, that I see in the parish are, are those examples of, of of taking that lesson to heart and and truly going beyond and saying you know I, I love these other people that I, I may never have met but I know that I share kinship with them that I share you know a desire to be for them so why do we exist because God loves us and love pours itself out in in selflessness so, so creation is a selfless act of love that he takes that risk that we're not slaves, we're not just little automatons, that we can actually say no to him. As painful as that is, it's it's an important and precious gift because he wants us to freely love him back. So, that, you know, why do we exist? To love God, to love each other. Okay. God has uh, given us... Uh a rule, golden rule, and that's to treat others the way we want to be treated. And by the looks of things, uh, oftentimes I think we we want to be treated pretty badly because we treat others pretty badly. And in your experience, uh, uh, the, the near-death experience, did you see uh, how uh, you treated others and the golden rule? Yeah, no, the, the that image of the light flowing from, from me to others and expanding on to on, I would never know in the best when I was God's person that grace would flow from me to one an individual and from them to others. That little mustard seed is all that I can give. You know the tiny things. I think uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux is a beautiful example of loving in the little things. I mean, God really does use our everyday lives to, to, to start that seed and, and watch it expand through countless people. You have no idea how many people are ultimately affected by the positive good works. I know that there's uh, positive or negative bad works that, that, that flow too. God's promise is that it's only four generations, whereas it's a thousand generations for his grace, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. And I know that that in uh, our cooperation with him, um, that that love expands. So the, the golden rule was uh, was the epitome of it, it's like. So if you we all took physics, we know that time, space, and mass can define the physical universe. Those three components are all that's necessary. And I would point out that the very first verse of Scripture, in the beginning, time, the Lord God created the heavens, space, and the earth, mass. So like for somebody in a Bronze Age world to nail it is, is pretty remarkable. But I would argue that faith, hope, and love are the substance of eternity, and that you know the golden rule is 
the substance of how we're created. And, and, you know, if we want to thrive, if we want to live in eternity, that we truly have to apply that. And, and it is under attack, too, because they see, you know, in our culture that we're being called to hate ourselves for being, you know, the earth would be better off without humans in it. Like the, the, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of like, you know, I, you know, not only, uh, I think it was Regan who said, I noticed all the people who are for abortion have been born already. So, you know, it's, uh, it's similar to that. You're know, like, who, who are we planning to get rid of if, if we think that human beings are bad? And if we're trying to train each other to hate ourselves, how in the world will we ever love one another? Mm-hmm. All right, a little update for y'all. So we want to say thank you to Anita H. in Ackworth, Dana L. in Atlanta, Beth R. in Atlanta, Kevin H. in Smyrna, Father Henry A. in Lawrenceville, Jean Y. in Marietta, John H. in Woodstock, who made a donation in honor of Father Larry and Deacon Vic, uh, Phyllis L. in Canton, and Kathy M. in Atlanta, and I believe they're putting a few more in for me as well. So thank you to everyone who's donated so far. We have a little over five minutes left, and you still have time to get your call in and get get your money matched for that $1,000 match. So 470 508 470-508-1160, or go to com and click that donate button. So, Father Larry and Deacon Vic, any final thoughts in our last five or so minutes? Okay, uh, Deacon Vic, uh, we in, living in a culture where uh, it, it seems like there's a, really a lack of hope, and and you know because all the things we see going on, it really is disturbing to see the the, the, the violence, you know, the the riots and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, you know how? Why? Where do we get this hope from? And why hope? The 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 heart of hope is really it, a trust in God. Um, you know, like I hope I win the lottery. It's not really hope. It's it's you know, like I know if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't need God, right? I could I could buy. But hope in God says that I don't care what the future holds. I trust in God's goodness, and that. You know, the love that loves me so much intends my, my my good. And if I put my trust in him, I don't worry about the future. You know, that is the the real nature of hope is is, is I I don't worry about the outcome of future things if I place my trust fully in the one who has the future in his hands. Uh I think that one of the, the, the beautiful ministries that we support there at St. Michael's is the Hope Center. And thinking of those young women who, in a society that really denigrates hope, find hope and find the courage to, uh, to, to have their child and to, to uh, bring it to term and, and, and raise it. Those are, I mean, hope itself manifests itself in that you are going to carry on. Okay. Could you just uh, share a few uh, insights about how this uh, maybe even strengthened your faith, this whole experience that you went through? Um, yeah, for sure. I, 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 every day, every single day, I remind myself of that time in, in God's presence. And, and there are three times, I don't mention it in the book, there are three times when I don't feel so bad about, I'm sorry, it was not that easy coming back. <laughs> but three times I, I truly feel at peace. One of them is when I'm assisting 
at Mass, at the consecration. I'm truly, once again, in his presence, um, in adoration for the same reason. And the third one, believe it or not, is praying for souls to, to come to heaven. To, you realize that, that that could be my best purpose, is to help win anybody for heaven. That When I truly feel like that's what I'm doing, those are the three that give me the most meaning and purpose for now mm-hmm. like you i would uh I, if i was there i wouldn't want to come back either <laughs> but but yet god's not finished with you uh, deacon Vic. he's uh certainly got uh, great i think great plans in store for you uh one is uh is the fact that how uh you're teaching and that is i think is touching a lot of people's lives at saint michael's and your preaching is uh, i think is outstanding and uh and it, it is really really truly uh, I think having a, a deep impact on, on on people's lives, and your your witness of your life, I think, is uh, I know uh, even for myself is you've, you've touched my life and helped me to uh, to grow. So I uh, I think anytime we we share those stories, uh, that witness, uh, that uh, that testimony. It always has the power to uh, strengthen the faith in others, and and I do truly think that that your story has done exactly that. And because people, people want, they want something they can grab onto uh, something that will strengthen their faith and their hope and their love in God. So, so I think uh, truly uh, you, you have done that. Thank you. All right. So what a, what a great hour, you guys. Thank you so much to both father Larry and Deacon Vic for coming in leading this hour for us, this very powerful hour with this incredible story. So thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. All right. That number to call to still get your money matched is 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com. We're trying to raise 125000 over this three days, and we really have a long ways to go, so we need your help. You know, it doesn't matter the amount you give. It all helps. Um, make this mission possible. Our mission, we're trying to bring souls closer to Christ. And if you want to be a part of that, we ask you to please prayerfully consider calling and making a pledge of any amount. 470-508-1160 or go to thequestatlanta.com. So Father Larry or Deacon Vic, would one of you like to close this in a prayer for this hour? Okay. All right, Father Larry, it is. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, again, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life, the life that you've given to each and every one of us. Lord, help us to come to to discover truly our true identity as being part of the family of God, as a child of God, because we've been baptized into the fullness and the newness of life. And Lord, when we, when we, when we endure the cross, Lord, we just ask that you uh, pick up those who, who, who may be really almost crushed by the cross, that they may know that, as you said, the burden becomes light when we, when we seek you and we seek your help. So, Lord, uh, again, especially in these times we're in, Lord, we just ask your, your help to help our nation to turn back to you with all our heart, mind, and soul, that we may be faithful in all things, that we may, our lives may witness to, uh, to your life, uh, that others may, may come to, to know you uh, and to love you in a really, really personal way. So, Lord, again, uh, uh, we are ever so grateful for, uh, for the work here here at the quest and lord we just ask you to uh, continue to bless them and bless all of you listeners here uh, today may god bless you and the father and the son and the holy spirit
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Larry, and thank you, Deacon Vic, and thank you, all you listeners who've called in and made this hour so fantastic. Anita H. in Ackworth, Dana L. in Atlanta, Beth R. of Atlanta, Kevin H. of Smyrna, Father Henry, Jean and Marietta, John H. in Woodstock, Phyllis L. in Canton, Kathy M. in Atlanta, Catherine T. in Alpharetta, and Grace M. in Smyrna. And I see we have a few more calls coming in, so I'll get your names on the list soon as well. But thank you so much for making this hour incredible. And we'll be back again with Mari Cleveland coming up next.